Battleline Podcast. Uh, hope you guys all enjoyed your Halloween. We're recording this before Halloween, but it'll be November first when you're hearing this. Uh, I am enjoying my Halloween week. I am. I am too. It's been a little. It's starting to get cold. The season's changing here. I don't know if they are changing up where yes. you're at, yeah. but um, I got. I, that's why I got my jacket. Oh, on. you got your jacket. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's I, it's still nice. I like seeing the the leaves change and and honestly. You could tell the difference from where we used to live, even though we're only four four hours south of where we used to live. There's the bite in the air that we used to have in Nebraska isn't down where we're at, and we're also we're in Kansas, but we're more southeast Kansas, so towards towards the bottom of Kansas, and it's nice. I like not having that extra chill that you get when you get up in Nebraska. South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota. It, it's weird, but you can feel that that chill. And I don't know what probably just comes from the from Canada coming on in, but I really haven't felt it here. And I don't think we're going to um, like we used to. So I'm going to enjoy a little bit warmer winter. Granted, it's not Florida winter, but no, hey, yeah, <laughs> beggars can't I, be choosers. No, I know what you mean. I lived uh, I lived on Long Beach, not Long Beach, California, of course. Yeah. I lived on Long Beach, Long, Long Beach. Island for a month, and. I had that same issue because it's like you go to Long Beach here in the summer and you're like, man, this would be an awesome town to live in. You're right by the beach. This is great. But then the winter months come it's and cold. Right, when you, right when you walk outside your house, you are like smacked in the face in the wind. That is not like living by the beach in Florida no. or California. No. I used to handle flood claims out in Long Beach. Uh, oh, right, wow. Yeah. And the, you know, they got hit hard with that hurricane yeah, years I, ago. So Yeah, they did. Um, they got hit with Sandy was a big yep, yep. when they hit. And then even before that, you know, that's I, I work guys. The, if you ever watch the movie where there's an argument between me and Bob, he says, we'll be happy going back to being a, an insurance adjuster. That's actually true. I am an insurance adjuster. That that <laughs> that wasn't a movie magic. And actually, I'm still certified flood insurance with FEMA. I'm still a certified adjuster. But getting out there and there was and those hurricanes come in and you get, then they do all that damage during hurricane season, but there's so many claims that some of them you don't even get to till November or December. And I remember getting to a claim there, like, and it had been early, you know, they've been waiting patiently. There's only so many insurance adjusters out there, flood, flood certified. And yeah, I went there in November, in November, it was sorry, but excuse my French, but it was fucking cold. And I, I did not enjoy it out there at all. <laughs> and if, so and if cool. you went there in the summer, you'd be like, this is such an awesome uh, yeah. time because it really is. But before we get into everything, of course, you know, Battle Line podcast, we interviewed different people in the special operations community. Although the past few weeks, just by chance, not a whole lot of spec ops guys. And for this episode, we are back to having a yeah. great spec ops guy on Dale Sizemore. And uh, before we get into our uh, discussion before we get to him of course this episode is brought to you by our good friends at bubs naturals really the only brand out there doing collagen protein um collagen peptides that is not only non-gmo grass-fed but also single ingredient and actually the only collagen protein out there that's single source meaning they're not blending with all different types yep. of other things they're getting it from those grass-fed cows, you know, that they use you know, yep. grass-fed cowhide from a single source. Uh, I've recently, we were just talking about the colder weather. You know what I've been doing is I've been, I, I picked up some hot chocolate from the grocery store and I've been blending together my hot chocolate with uh, Bub's Naturals and getting, you know, my protein that way. And uh, Oh, yeah. So I'm good. I, I do. My, you're not a big coffee drinker. I am. So I have it in my coffee. I'm iced coffee. I'm iced, iced coffee. See, and that's, <laughs> I, I do hot coffee every morning and start it. I have the MCT oil and then the collagen protein. And it, it's it, it's outstanding. Guys, I'm telling you, this stuff is fantastic. The, the apple cider gummies. 
Um, you know, they actually taste good. I, you know, and that's hard to find those the apple cider where you don't have that cider. They don't, they, they taste fantastic. Um, and then also the fountain of youth is amazing. The fountain of youth formula. And I, you can mix that right up with milk and it doesn't need to be hot. It can just be milk and it turns into like a little grape, almost like a grape drink, a grape, grape milk shake. And, um, guys, it, it's tremendous. And they really have done benefit. They really have benefit my life. And I've start. you know, I've got my, I've got my muscle tone back. I'm growing my fingernails again, my hair. I'm 50 and I still, I I'm cross, you know, cross, cross my heart here, cross my fingers, no gray hair except in my little beard, but that's just how it is. But I, and my hair's growing. So I'm Bub's naturals is, is it's been fantastic. I think it's the best collagen protein out there. And it's only protein for those that suffer from inflammatory bowel disease that, that I think we can take. That's the only one I could ever have taken that doesn't hurt or inflame my bowels. Um, and that's Bob's natural. So if you have a IBD or colitis or Crohn's, give it a try. It, it actually has worked and it. I think it's actually done some wonders rebuilding a little bit of my GI tract, which that's what it's supposed to, you know, it, it helps and helps with the GI uh, gastrointestinal uh, uh, health is what the MCT oil does. And so does the collagen. And um, now I, all I know is I've seen a huge difference in my lifestyle and also my workouts after taking bubs now for the last year. It's been fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. So check them out, guys. And of course, they also give back um, to the uh, Glenn Doherty Memorial Foundation with every purchase. And that's a great charity, great organization. So bubsnaturals.com, promo code BATTLELINE, and you're going to get 20% off. I know that you can find bubs all over now, but the only yeah. way you're going to get 20% off is through their website yep. with us, yep. uh, bubsnaturals.com, promo code battle line and of course this episode is brought to you by fort scott munitions fort scott is a manufacturer of multi-federal patented solid copper and brass cnc spun ammunition it's designed to tumble upon impact in soft tissue leaving devastating wound channels for faster bleed out and quicker incapacitation this ammunition was originally developed to innovate and improve on the standard of military-grade ammunition design. It was found that not only did the TUI ammunition outperform competitors in the self-defense industry, but it quickly became apparent that it would be a top contender for hunters alike. With the ammunition being CNC-spun, the tolerances are some of the tightest on the market, ensuring that you receive the same results with each pull of the trigger. Fort Scott Munitions is available throughout privately owned businesses in all 50 states. Uh, just go to the dealer locator on the website, fortscottmunitions.com. And when they do have those deals on ammo, as well as their great merchandise, you'll get 15% off when you use the promo code BATTLELINE, which is right there in the description. That's exclusive mm -hmm. to listeners of this podcast. fortscottmunitions.com, promo code BATTLELINE. Fort Scott Munitions is a proud supporter of Chris Peranto, BATTLELINE Tactical, and the Battle Line Podcast. From Omaha, Nebraska to New York City, from planet Earth to extraterrestrial life in space, a podcast with no equal, engaged in unconventional warfare through your speakers and headphones. This is a show about embracing the suck, conquering your demons, and finding God in the face of adversity. Chris Tonto Peranto. Twitch is on. Motherfucker, I'm going to shoot you in the face. Ian Scotto. You know, Ian and I have been dead for a long time. <laughs> 
You are now tuned into the Battle Line Podcast. The switch is on, Battle Line Podcast. And hopefully, I'm because uh, I know we were before, I'm not cutting out or anything. I'm good. No, you're good now. No, it's just, cool. I, it's just one of those things, you know, when you're on your cell phone and you have five bars and then all of a sudden it just goes, like, you know, you're going through Chinese takeout and you can't hear the. Yep. The, <laughs> sorry, that's a, that's a reference to a mo- another movie. What was it? Oh, uh, dude, dude, who stole my car? <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, where's my car? Dude, where's my car? Yeah. That would do that. But, um, yeah, no, you sound great. You sound fantastic there, big, big, bad, Barry White with your smooth, sexual chocolate voice you got going on there. Awesome. Awesome. No, you sound Thanks, great, ben. man. Yep. Okay, great. Well, um, you know, as I said earlier, we have Dale Sizemore coming on. Yeah. But I, I was thinking, you know, the big news of this week, the really tragic news that I really wanted your take on, honestly, yeah. was the Alec Baldwin on set shooting. And and the reason that I, I felt like it'd be valuable to get your take in particular is, of course, everybody has their opinion on this stuff. Sure. But I think you come from a pretty unique perspective in that you are a shooting instructor. You, you've served in combat. I have no problem saying, I know we had that discussion about what a subject matter expert is. Yeah. <laughs> you, you put your 10,000 plus hours in yeah. uh, of with guns. Yeah. And you were on the set of a movie that involved guns. That had a lot so, of guns. Yeah, a lot of guns, yes. a lot of a lot of fire, a lot of explosives. Uh, Michael Bay spectacular, which again, that was just. A, I wish we could get him on one of these days. Just, I, I but okay. I don't know how good of it. Well, I, I don't think we rate that much. I mean, I don't think he would even go on Joe Rogan. I, just, I don't think Michael Bay even cares. He's like, I don't give a shit. I'm Michael Bay. Who gives a shit? Yeah, because it's like, yeah, he. It's one of those things where I feel like he doesn't need the promotion. Any movie he does is yeah. going to be great. Um, but yeah, no, I just wonder for when you heard about this, did well, you say to yourself, "How the hell?" Did yeah, this because because after and it, back when uh, when when Brandon Lee died on the yeah. set of The Crow, I thought, and I don't stay up on it, but I thought that you couldn't use. Uh, they all had to be prop guns. They they. Hollywood made a law or made a rule regulation law. Hollywood making a law, please God forbid that ever happens. <laughs> but uh, a regulation uh, within their industry that every gun that they used had to be prop or fake. It could, and you know, as guns have gotten real, airsoft guns look just as real as I'll be honest, just as real as as real guns nowadays. So. Uh, yeah, back or three D printed guns. Yeah, exactly. You could yeah. probably make a three D printed prop <clears throat> gun. I would assume. I would say, and, and, and on our set. If uh, guys, the guns were rubber. They were called rubber ducks. They they did. They weren't even real guns. And you you put all that in in the special effects. And that's how. I mean, that's how awesome Michael Bay is. I mean, holy shit. Yeah. We're, these guys are just pretending to shoot with a plastic. We call it rubber gun. Big plastic gun, and it looks so real even with the bolts moving and things um and by the way i would think which takes some pressure off the actors because yeah you know when you're using a real gun this is not a toy and you do have to worry about trigger discipline and how you're pointing things and when you have what you know is a rubber gun yeah you could be careless you could be reckless you'd be reckless but you still have to you know you still have to play the role of the guys and get your finger off the trigger till you're ready to fire and those sort of things or else the veteran community sees the movie and they're like shit this is sucks yeah get out but but you know i i i thought i the mark 46 that we had out there the machine gun was 
kind of real. It just had the bolt pearl. So basically the bolt was pulled out with the firing pins it's, or, and, um, so I, I just couldn't, there's a real gun on set. I didn't, I don't, I thought that wasn't allowed first of all, when I saw that, but then when I did, it's like, okay, we'll get past that. And they get past the politics of it. Cause of course, Oh, uh, liberal, dude, somebody died. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Who is. Uh, liberal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, you know? I know people are going to jump on that. And a lot of people don't like Alec Baldwin in the gun community. Cause the guy's been vehemently anti-gun, but the truth is I, I, I would never feel okay jumping on the guy, regardless of how people feel about his politics. Cause he he pulled the trigger and he killed someone. Well, he's gonna I, live with that I, yeah, for the rest of his life. I, I do believe in karma too. I believe I've I've been affected by karma myself. So, but getting aside from all that, you know, I believe I, you know, whether Alec Baldwin, it was who I don't give a shit if it was meant to be with him or not. The bottom line is, if you just take the black and white, careless. Whenever you're giving a gun, whether it's real or whether you think it's real or somebody said it's not, you still check the gun. That's that's part of fundamentals. That's part of rules safety. When you come to a basic handgun course, battle line, or even an advanced handgun course, if you're handed a firearm and it's the slide's not open and you can't look down where the, the basically the ejection port on a pistol, you can't look down and see that there's no bullet in the chamber, you clear it. You with somebody. I I just went in uh, actually shot with the Pittsburgh, Kansas uh, emergency response team, their SWAT team a few days ago. And their lead instructor handed me his Glock and he said it was safe. But I still it, w- it was just a habit. I mean, I even think about it. Checked it. Yeah. Okay, it is. You're good. Whenever you're given a gun, you always assume it's loaded. You have to. That's part of being safety. That's not paranoid. And what I say is not even Alec Baldwin is who were the military or the firearms consultants on the movie. And if there wasn't any, why wasn't any when there's guns when there, when 13 hours was made, Harry Humphreys, who's who probably pretty much is, is the, the go-to guy for movie military, you know, military technical advising. I, I think he's probably going to retire. soon. I mean, he started back with on the rock and I think he even had a little bit to do Black Hawk down off to ask Dale, but, um, he was there with his guys and he had four guys there that were former seals that were checking, making sure everything was good to go. And, you know, we were there as well. So there was a lot of, a lot of checks and balances, a lot of making sure that there was no accidents going on on that set. So honestly, I don't know. Maybe the set is maybe that uh, obviously it wasn't a Michael Bay. We need to make sure everybody's safe set. And believe me, Michael Bay is, is a, particular when i was watching he's a stickler for getting things done correctly but also safely and, and something was wrong on that set and they got lackadaisical and you can't get lackadaisical around firearms that obviously you see what happens uh, but you don't have to be uh, always nervous and stressed out and that's where i think a good military or a good firearms advisor or a military consultant on set would help remedy that and i, I guess they didn't have one I, I don't think they did and if they did he wasn't very good um, because I, from what I, from what I read, the person who was in charge of firearms, and this is just from what I'm reading, sure. you know, I see things online, uh, the person who was in charge of firearms or the firearm on the set seems like it was someone who had literally like no experience with firearms. And that is, that is the wrong attitude to take with firearms. And that is why there are actions with firearms. And, and that is why people that shouldn't be around firearms or shouldn't hold firearms or have not had the experience on them. When you hand them something, the possibility of something going wrong, of course, increases. I think that's with anything. I mean, if you hand a three-year-old the car keys to go drive your truck that's never driven a truck before, he's probably going to wreck it. Well, you hand somebody a gun that's never used a gun before, then knows nothing about it, knows nothing about the safety rules that we all, everybody in the community knows. They're basic safety rules. 
uh, assume every gun's loaded when it's handed to you. Make sure it's not. Um, this is what happens. So Hollywood, I, you know, I know you don't you don't like some of us gun guys out there, um, but a lot of us still respect you. And I respect a lot of people that I worked around on 13 hour set from the Three Arts Entertainment and so forth. Uh, Richard Abate, Erwin Stoff, tremendous guys, even though our politics don't align at all. Who gives it? I don't give a shit. They're tremendous guys. And yep. they did great things for us. They need to they need to really come and find people like hey, it doesn't need to be bad. This isn't a pitch for battle, yeah. guys. But sure. Get people on set that know what the hell they're doing. And and there's plenty to choose from, especially out there in California. You got Camp Pendleton down the road and you got SEALs and Marines all over the place. You got Rangers up north and you got just Army guys, MPs. I mean, everybody It doesn't have to be special ops guy. Uh, any anybody that's handled firearms, MP, security forces, and the Air Force. But bottom line is is just for a le- lessons here or to learn anything. If you are new to the firearms community, or you have a gun, or you don't handle a gun as much, but you have one in the house for protection, you always need to know the status of that weapon system. Always, and even in my house, I will. Constantly, I say constantly, but I will check my gun to ensure I have a round in the chamber. Or if I don't, because I have kids in my house, I'll make sure it's locked up if it needs to be locked up or it's set up high enough that they can't get to it. But even then, I still want to make sure if it's loaded, I'll, I'll double check it. And it's not paranoia. But do that if you're ever handed a gun. Always, always, always ensure that it's unloaded, doesn't have a round in the chamber. Make sure that weapon's on safe. Um, you always want to be three steps away from a fatal accident. Three steps. What does that mean? Guns on safe, fingers off the trigger, muzzles pointed in a safe direction. And lastly, you can even add that fourth. If you're handed a gun, ensure it's empty. But even if it's empty, you still want to be three steps away from a fatal accident. And that's how we teach out there. And then when you are shooting, if you violate one of those steps, you're still two steps away from a fatal accident. You never want to get to that one step. But they violated from the get go when they were handed the gun. Yeah. So and, and and it's just it's just common sense stuff, man. You, you're handed something that maybe and it may be a prop, but I don't see how it could be a prop. Yeah, that's it, the, it makes the no other sense. thing I wanted to ask you. You know, and before we get to Dell, the really two things are: for one, would you say there's any good reason at all to have a real gun in a no, movie? No. And I, then the other thing is: is there a such thing? Because people are asking this as a prop gun that no, can take real rounds. Now that we'll get this, we're getting now into the media side of the house where the media spins that both you and I hate. No, there's no fucking way. It, it's not, a, if it shot a real bullet, it's not a prop gun. That's yeah. my opinion. That's me going horse shit media. All right, here you go. Protecting people again. Got to spin it. I know it's hayseeds out in Kansas. Don't know shit about good. If it's a prop, it's, if it's a prop, it shouldn't be able to shoot around. That's why it's a prop gun. And do you need one from the, from one of the greatest, and I'm not tooting my own horn here. I do think, do think 13 hours is one of the greatest war movies ever made just because of, of how real it, it really got people's personalities and even the firefights with night vision. Cause that's what it looks like. It does. And, and the fires and everything was real except for the mortars, the mortars were digitized in and then the, you know, the shooting, the, the, the ballistics, but Knowing after watching that and seeing that we used all rubber duck guns except for the 46, which didn't have a which didn't have a a, a firing, I didn't have the bolt in there, so it couldn't fire because it didn't have the firing pin in there. Um, and watching how awesome it looked and how real it looked, yeah. I, why do you need a gun on a movie set? You don't. 
And yeah, you know, I, I, I can ask you, I mean, I, I haven't really followed it except for what people sent me on social media that they wanted me to yeah. get in my, they wanted me to be political and I, I stayed away from it. But, um, did it ever come about that? Did he have a, I mean, I, now I'm getting into the investigator mode. Did he have a grudge against this person? Do you, was it, um, do people think that, or, or, or and I'm not going to conspiracy theorists, but what have you read? Cause to me, it's like, man, prop guns don't, prop guns don't shoot bullets. There's a real gun on set. From my understanding back in the day, you couldn't have real guns on set. When we were on 13 hours, which had tons of guns, none of them are real on set, not even the pistols. Um, do you, was did did he want to kill them? I mean, was this like a? Are they looking like a homicide, man? Has that been like? Has that word been thrown out there? I I don't think so. I've definitely seen conspiracy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least from what I've read and look, I haven't done like a thorough investigation. I've read the same thing. Probably you guys listening have read. It seems like this was just everything about it was careless. It seems like the person in charge of the gun knew nothing. I mean, it would be like having someone less experienced with firearms than me in charge of real guns on a set. And if someone offered me that job, I would say I'm not experienced enough to do that job. You need to have someone who's extremely experienced if you're using real weapons. And then also, as you said, why, why are you using real weapons? And, you, you're asking that yourself as someone who was on a set that was a movie very heavy in weapons, and anybody watching the movie thought those were real weapons. Those are real. They look perfect. <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> with, with that, we do have we do have to get to Dale, but we have some great sponsors who are keeping us going and doing this show, um, and and some that we, we haven't heard from in a little while, but we still are always pushing their stuff. And uh, first being Thadia, if you're looking for an inspirational apparel brand that provides enhanced tech quality, then Thadia is the brand for you. Thadia was created to represent the everyday hero and to inspire individuals to personify their courage and bravery. From the heroic individuals who protect us uh, to the athlete, and they have different athletes oh, yeah. there, uh, to the everyday individual, Thadia represents the courage and bravery within each and every one of us. Check out Thadia on Instagram at Thadia underscore co and shop online at Thadia.com to experience the brand of the courageous and brave. And of course, the KTP apparel line, yeah. the apparel line created to honor former U.S. Army Ranger and 2012 Benghazi survivor Chris Tonto Peranto. Uh, I mean, uh-huh. I should say there's there's people who have been a part of of the brand. Nate Boyer, I should mention, is a guy who really reps the brand hard and, and does great stuff for them. And Thadia, if if you check out also on their Instagram account, they have Thadia Courageous and Brave as well, which is another separate Instagram feed that is for their 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 line of gear that they sponsor for high school teams. Sometimes they outfit entire high school teams there in Tennessee. Um, and I, again, I wear all their stuff. I don't wear anything else. I love their shorts. I love their shirts. They don't stink. And I, guys, I sweat like a pig when I work out <laughs> and I've had the same courage and bravery shirt that I've had for three years. It still comes back after the wash. It fits athletically. It's not a compression fit, but it's an athletic fit, a tapered fit, which is awesome in the gym. And it's so comfortable and soft. And then, you know, they're soft enough too. You can wear them every day and they don't fit like a compression shirt. So you don't have to walk around looking like you just got out of the gym because you're some huge guy on the street. You can wear it with just shorts or jeans and, you know, jeans and or shorts and boots and tennis shoes or whatever you want to do. It's tremendous. guy. I that I don't use any, I used to wear Nike. I used to wear Adidas. I used to wear all that. Other, I have stopped wearing all that stuff. Uh, all And, that's all I wear Thaddy of the gym and the shorts, the running shorts they make. They do make longer shorts for you guys that want the longer basketball shorts. And they're fantastic as well. Yep, but I, I, I asked them if they could make me some running shorts. 
and they do, and they now make a black. And they look running. awesome. Oh, they're fantastic, and they're be- they're the best. I, like I said, I stopped wearing my Nike Nike running shorts um, unless I've just wore all my KTP shorts because they're all sweaty. But that's all I that's all I wear. I just wear the 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 Thadia running shorts, and they they fit tremendous, and they have that pocket in the back that you can put your license in or a car keys or whatever you need to when I'm on the road. Throw my hotel key in there if I still have a hotel key, and um. Guys, I, I I would recommend, highly recommend to if you're heavy into working out, switching over to some of their stuff, and I think you'll be turned on to it. I am, and that's all I wear now. It's 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 amazing, amazing workout gear, and and yeah, I, I wear their stuff all the time. Yeah. I, I I really do love the brand. I love all their clothing. So Thadia, inspired by the heroic and worn by the courageous and brave, and and they do women's apparel. You'll see uh, Chris's wife Tanya yeah. rocking their stuff on their Instagram. So yeah, it's t h a d d e a dot com. T h a d d e a dot com. And this episode is also brought to you by our friends who I use. This is a product I use every single day of my life for for real. Hero Soap Company, HeroSoapCompany.com. No chemicals, dyes, or fragrances. No parabens that are found in common soaps that link to breast cancer and reproductive complications in men. They just launched their new organic fragrance-free pet wash for your furry friends. And they also have new scents in their body wash, lavender, the pines, the meadow, lime, and the arctic. They include all natural ingredients your skin craves to stay hydrated, like olive oil, essential oils, and aloe vera. They're veteran-owned. They do a great job, and they're focused on veteran charities, which includes the uh, the Chris Chris Peranto-founded yeah. uh, 14th Hour Foundation, who they've donated a lot to. And uh, for all subscription purchases, which they do, they match the amount of soap, and they send that amount overseas to a deployed yep. location. And with that subscription, uh, which is shipped straight to your door every month, uh, you know, you'll get that basically on order every month. Or you could do, you know what I do is the um, the Freedom Bundle where you get all yeah. the different scents. Uh, I just reorder that pretty often because I love all, I love the char the uh, charcoal and the spearmint and the uh, oh, peppermint. Well, peppermint. They're all great. They're yeah. all the woods. I love, I've used every scent and I, and I will never go back to regular bar soap again. This is my favorite. I, I don't either. And I, I've used, actually, I've got the woods in, in the house. Not a wood. Come on, guys. Keep clean thoughts. <laughs> in the shower, I got the woods right now. It's it's fantastic. The, the soap, I won't, I'll, it, I don't dry out. And, and the, out here, we, it, it, yeah, it does, it, we don't get the humidity in the Midwest as I think we get in the coast in the wintertime. And so my skin really dried out and, and now it doesn't at all. And actually, I have their uh, body wash too. It's the, it's the lime, the, like the lime scented body wash and it's fantastic as well and, and they do they take they, they are fantastic supporters of the 14th hour foundation they so they provide money to us every month and and that says a lot of their character uh but just their product themselves that's why they're successful um not for their marketing not for you know the things they do which does help to the veteran community but they have a tremendous product and that's why they, that's why they've taken off. And that's why Ian and I still use their stuff. If it was terrible soap, I wouldn't use it. It's, it's not, it's outstanding. And if you like that cool breeze down there, definitely get the peppermint, get the peppermint one. That's all you, you, buddy, your nether region will never feel so cool and clean, (laughs) but it's true. It's awesome stuff, guys. You check them out and they do, they, they really help battle line podcasts, but they have a great product, as all our sponsors do. All of our sponsors have great products, or we wouldn't have them as sponsors. So great stuff here. Yeah. So 
But uh, I, w- I really would recommend that Freedom Bundle for the first time because you'll yeah. get to try out all the different scents. And I it's it's like a, I don't know, it's, it's an event every time I get to change the bar <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I get a new scent here. That's that great. True. And if you do... If you do the subscription, there's no contract either. You can cancel at any time. So let freedom clean, HeroSoapCompany.com, and use the offer code BATTLELINE for 15% off. And you can combine that uh, for 10% off the subscription on the hard soap. I've been using them consistently. Even when we have months go by where we haven't really done anything with them, I just I always have to reorder. So HeroSoapCompany.com, or of course, you could do the subscription so you don't have to reorder. Um, that, that might be the best way to go for a lot of you. Uh, yeah, HeroSoapCompany.com, promo code BATTLELINE. Joining us for the first time on the podcast is actually a guy we've wanted on for a while. Like I didn't reach out to you until recently. But even though we're 100 plus episodes in, you are a name that Chris has thrown out since the very beginning of like, we got to get Dale Sizemore on. So I'm glad we're finally doing it. Um, Just to give a brief background, Dale is an Army Ranger, combat veteran of Somalia, which was shown in the 2001 film that many of you have seen, of course, Black Hawk Down. And then you also did the documentary Black Hawk Down in yep. 2014, right. which people could watch on Amazon Prime and elsewhere. That was really good. That was actually uh, really good. I, I, I saw it. Yeah, I thought you thought you did an excellent job. You you looked fantastic too. The makeup person. Yeah. That was all, <laughs> the makeup all person. Um, <laughs> it was yeah, all and, camera. It was all camera. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Dale is also, you know, just to give his background in in the Rangers, team leader of third battalion from ninety one to ninety five, instructor in fourth battalion from oh, ninety five to ninety six. Kiss my um, ass. Oh, sorry, man. You know, currently a, uh, I, was a I, I, I was a fun instructor. You know. We'll, we'll definitely get, we'll into, get, we'll get into that. We'll get into that, guys. Currently uh, a pipeline inspector with Blackhawk Engineering, which is a great name, um, and also one of the men behind Three Rangers Whiskey. So with this introduction, yeah, 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 Three Rangers Whiskey, which is ThreeRangers.com. Yeah, I, so. I didn't know that you were Three three Rangers. I just I just started following you on Three Rangers. I I mean, I knew it was out there, but I didn't know you were part of that. And then I don't, I know yeah. I've never met Clay. I know Clay's name just because of yeah. you and, and, and McKnight. And I know I, you know, I'm still, I'm still friends. Even I haven't talked and, to and a while. Since we don't have video, he's doing a shot of three Rangers. He's doing a right shot now. of three Rangers um, um, with, yeah. with country, uh, David Floyd. Be, be, yeah. So uh, <laughs> but we'll, we'll get it. But um, hey, bro, the, um, what, what was I making fun of him before? I already fucking forgot. Oh, wait, before we were recording, we were talking about that I posted the the photo of you on Ballistic Magazine. Oh, not the and sexy what, what, photo. I don't want to talk oh, okay. about sexy. Well, if we want to talk about, we're talking about the size of his your balls. standards are low, Chris. It is. <laughs> okay, so do we want to get into the size of his ball? Remember, we're not going to get any faith, no, no, faith, <laughs> faith listeners on this one. <laughs> no, brother, it's awesome to have you on and, and – uh, you know, I, I know Phil's going to feel like he's the one that made this happen. Otto, you did not. I've been trying to get Dale on for the last year, but it just hasn't been working out. But, buddy, I, you know, I, I know the story. I don't know what I don't know is the lead up to that and your time. And I want people to know just from when you went through RIP, mm-hmm. talk about RIP, how it was then in comparison to now. And I went through in 95 and then because Rangers do stupid shit on block leave. I had to go through it again in 99 after I got out of the army and came back in. Oh, but, yeah. but yeah, but tell, you know, go just, this is yours. Go with the, your army career. And I, I don't know that much about your beginning outside of, of, you know, task force ranger. So yeah. Could you, could, what you made you join typical shit? What made you join and why rangers? And then story. I want to know stories from Rip when you went through it. Cause I, uh, well, I'm interested in. 
you know, I, I really had no idea what I wanted to do. I just know I didn't want to go to college. So I graduated from, you know, Clinton High School and little town, you know, central Illinois. So uh, I just didn't want to be that 40 year old guy, you know, cruising, watching the high school girls cruise around the square. You know, <laughs> yeah, I get older and the chicks stay the same oh, age. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> and now I'm almost 50 here and, you know, December 11th, I'll be 50. And, you know, I still enjoy driving by the college. <laughs> <laughs> We're old. Yeah. Well, great. I should say, man, I, cause you know, just looking at your background that you were in the Rangers, not you 91, honestly, yeah. looking at you, I, I wouldn't think you go back that far. Oh, I appreciate that. You know, you're, you're the only one. It's not, it's not to hit on you or anything. Here. Yeah, I'm just saying. I think he's fucking sexy. Like That's why there was that awkward silence there for a second. I was trying to. It's like, damn it, Ian, stop picking up on our guests. Let me try. Give me, give me, a, give me a chance. Hey, we just want to make eye contact, Ethan, right? <laughs> Sorry, I guess you guys can see this right now. I'm covering my face because I feel so weird. I feel so weird right now. <laughs> uh. So I I graduated graduated high school and really, you know, didn't didn't know what I wanted to do. So I went and saw the army recruiter. His name's Chris Springs. And and I'm telling you, we're we're still friends to this day. Um, Yeah. Great dude. And he was, he was straight up with me. He wasn't one of those recruiters that just wanted to fill a slot. And um, he's like, what do you want to do, man? I'm like, I I have no idea. He's like, let me show you some films. So Man, I'd see these motherfuckers rowing down the river, you know, with camo on, jumping out airplanes. I saw that same fucking film. That's what I want to do. He said, you want to be a ranger? I said, sure. (laughs) No fucking idea what it was, you know. And so, uh, you know, went went up to MEPS and he told me, he said, look, he said, don't take no for an answer. So you didn't, you didn't have, did you have a rip contract or you didn't? Did you? I I did, but in order to get, you know, you go to maps and then, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, So I went up and and I walk into this little uh, cubicle and this recruiter, he says, Hey, you know, what do you want to do? I'm like, like, I want to be a ranger. He said, so man, he's like, I I don't think we have a slot. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) I I stood up and I walked out of his cubicle. He fucking, he chased me down that aisle and he's like, Whoa, 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 come back, come back, come back. He's like, he's like when do you want to leave i'm like i'm like you know soon he's like when's your birthday i said december this was course was like june and uh he said how about how about you know uh january 3rd i'm like perfect so awesome um you know and that's how and that's how we had to do it back then you had i don't know if they have to do that now but i remember that they the recruiter would always say especially ranger contracts or or they try to try. Hey, no. Nah, how about airborne? Or right. they try to go down. But yeah. you, 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 can have to be you, you can volunteer for rip in airborne school. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god, I remember that shit. How many guys were screwed? And like, no, no, no. You're not. No, no, no. You're not going. You're going eighty yeah. second. Shut up. Get out of here. Yeah, but exactly. Uh, well, so but that's awesome. You, you called his bluff. You got it. And then oh, yeah. so so when you shipped off, you shipped off to Benning. So January, what what year was? January 3rd, 91. January 3rd. So, okay. I graduated in 90. Um, oh, he's undressing. Jesus Christ. I uh, tell you, dude, this, <laughs> this, this podcast, you, you know, I, I, I gotta have another you got to take another shot because this, <laughs> this podcast, we are, gone, so gotta... we are no short of sexiness and I'm even wearing some silk. <laughs> I'm not wearing any underwear. Uh, wow. Okay. No, I'm. I Thaddea makes underwear. I'll tell you how small this community is. Okay. Um, so we, we get up to Chicago and, you know, get ready to go to the airport. Airport. 
the recruiter hands me a stack of an envelope with all like six of us that were heading down from Chicago flying to Georgia. Okay. Well, um, you guys know who um, John McPhee is? John yep. Shrek McPhee? Okay. Yeah. So we left Chicago together. So we went through basic training, AIT, airborne school, uh, RIP, and he went to first bat and I went to third. Uh, wow. Yeah. So <clears throat> I, I had no idea he even, he even, you know, jumped the fence and <clears throat> come to find out, I mean, Clay's worked with him, you know, li- a lot of the guys we know have worked well, with him. It, it is. It's just, it, it, it goes, it just, the community is so small. And it was, was Clay a, a contractor? Did, was that in the contract oh. world? Did Clay, I don't know. I don't know what yeah. Clay's career, but all oh, I know yeah. is yeah, of I'm, Clay. I don't know of his career at all. Clay. Clay, guys, Clay, that's Clay Othic. He, yeah. he was portrayed in the movie as well. Yeah, he was Hunter. a part of Task yep. First Ranger. Um, and, and as, is a, like I said, a, another Ranger legend. That does yeah. amazing things. But what did he do? Did he jump? Did he jump the fence too? Well, he got out, and okay. during nine eleven, he he worked for ICE. So oh, okay, he was, oh so he, okay, yeah. So, so he was kicking indoors after nine eleven, and decided he had enough of that, and and quit, and um, or retired, and um, was a civilian, and went to selection, and they accepted him. Oh. So. <laughs> Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, cheers. Good, 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 good for him. I'm, I'm happy sitting on my ass at home, be it, looking at the rain, looking at the rain from a window in my warm house. So, like it's raining here too, man. Well, once you, brother, once you got there and you went through basic training, any, any stories from basic training that stick out? Uh, I know back in the day, yeah, you know, they don't get hazed like they used to. And even in 95, we were getting hazed. And I, I oh, feel yeah. sorry putting our hands on. Yep. And I, I want guys to hear those stories because I, I think a lot of that should come back. It, it did prepare you. Now, there's a, there's a line where, you know, you don't, you don't want to kill anybody you know there's don't do the what what did you order the code no no code reds we're not talking about that but uh, but how how hard was it and i want people to get so if there's a perspective when young guys listen to this are going to join that when they get there to like oh shit i listened to dale sizemore and he went through that this ain't nothing man I'm, I'm, I'm telling you I, I didn't even pass the run when i joined no shit oh no <laughs> No, nope. um, and that that was when it was eleven fifty four max, and yes. pass it was like fourteen. Just to pass it was fourteen forty. Or I'd have yeah. to get it out. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it was more than that. It, it was like I mean, I think just to get into basic training, it was like a nine minute mile. Yeah. yeah. And wow. I mean, there were people speed walking faster than I could fucking run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not so I, it was like twenty minutes, you know, and I got to stay in. And uh, I just, I set myself in like the mid, mid group okay, and ended up, you know, uh, just improving enough to where I was running a 1306 by time based training ended. That's and, awesome. uh, and that's, that's in two, two miles guys. That's two mile time. So it's just oh, wow. not, not a mile time, two mile time. Right. Um, <laughs> that was my first mile time. First <laughs> <laughs> so, so how long were you at maps before you headed off to, and, and what company can I ask you, what company were you at, uh, at Benny? Wow. Do you remember? Um, I, I think it was. I think we were in uh, Deco. Deco. Um, and fuck, I can't remember. We had the old. We lived in the old starships. Remember those? You did yeah. You guys were. Was it not on Kelly? Was it Kelly Hill? Yeah. Is that, yeah. yeah. I think it, you guys yeah, were all on Kelly Hill. Kelly Hill? Yeah. 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 So, so great story. So Steve Anderson, uh, okay. another Ranger in Somalia. You know, yep. big tall. We call him Sasquatch because he's like six four, and um, I got to see him just a month ago. Um, 
he's out in Washington state now, but <clears throat> so he had asthma and um, lies to get in. Yep. So we, 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 we get down to meps and, and they, they're like, all right, look, if you got any drugs, alcohol, you know, dip, chew, anything like that, um, there's an amnesty box. You can put it in there. So he throws his fucking inhaler in there. I heard this story. I read out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so <laughs> a couple nights in, the, the wool blankets give him a fucking asthma attack. And we all wake up the next morning and, you know, like Steve's just gone. And we asked the drill sergeant, like, hey, you know, what happened to, to Anderson? And like, oh, he died last night. Oh, and like, and, and, yeah. And, and, you know, we, we, we had known him for like, you know, three or four days. So we were like, oh, shit, that sucks. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but Steve and I, Steve, Steve and I are, are freaking best friends. Um, so he, he ended up catching up to us. So I'm, I'm working chow hall one day and, and, so and you still think he's dead. Do you, do you still think he's dead? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I already forgot him. You know what I mean? <laughs> For a month and I, I already forgot who the hell he was. <laughs> so I see him walking by chow hall and I'm like, I thought you were dead, dude. And he's like, no. So he ended up catching up to us and, uh, and come ended up just ended up in Bico. Um, that's, that's but, uh, I, Yeah. I, well, that's why I tell people when you go in, like you said, don't take no for an answer. And there's waivers for freaking everything. It doesn't matter yeah. if you want it bad enough and you request it enough and you're just a thorn in their side, guys, if you're joining or if you're in and you want to go to a place, just keep bugging somebody and, and you're going to you're going to go there. And, and but I heard, you know, he was a pretty hardcore motherfucker, too. And, you know, oh, going to Ranger Battalion with cool. asthma. And back then, oh. I don't know if they run like they used to, like we used oh, to, yeah. but I remember we run, we, uh, holy shit, we're gazelles. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, I mean, I, I was big for a ranger, you know, yeah. um, and not fat, but you know, I, I was muscular for a ranger. Yeah. So I mean, running just was not my thing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> give me a Cadillac and put it in my rucksack and I'll carry that fucker. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't expect me, do not expect me to run anywhere. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, the ba- the big I was range. motivated. You know, I, I, I love battalion. I mean, it was it, one of the, one of the best times of my life, you know, but, uh, so oh. basic training. So, you know, what do we call it? Uh, um, desert storm hit. Yeah. And, um, we were on our first FTX out in the field and, and man, I was whining like a little bitch. Like thinking I was the war, I had no fucking idea. I'm like, man, I don't want to die. You know, I'm like, <laughs> you know, a few hours later, it was over already. <laughs> like, oh, but, uh, so, I, I, but Ranger Battalion really, and, and even Rip really prepares you for, you know, combat and and. Well, it, it does. It, it does. Oh, yeah. It's it, it's because it's it's hard. It's 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 hey, you sink or it really is a sink or swim. But what I also found too is that at least my experience is that you do get a chance, and it's like, hey, do you really want this, or do you really want to be here? All right, you fuck this up. I'm going to smoke the shit out you, but I'm going to give you one more chance, or you can quit. Right? Hey, who wants to quit? And I, I that's one that stuck out with me at Rip, and I I, I want to go I talk to you about Rip as well, but it was. Especially when we got picked up at airborne school, we had six guys or seven guys that already raised their hand to quit. And even the RIP instructors that came in, um, they even were like, they were trying to talk them out of it. I mean, they were trying to, it was funniest thing. It was like almost ironic or even hypocritical to say that, that they would come in and they were hard nosed and they just scaring the living shit out of us. And who, who wouldn't want to quit? And then when they said, okay, who wants to quit? 
all these guys raise their hands up and we haven't even done anything yet. And what do they do? They come to them in their face and they go, you don't even know what the fuck you're quitting for. Why do you want to quit? And I'm thinking like, okay, this is a tremendous mind fuck. They're trying to get you to quit. But then when you want to quit, they're trying to talk you out of it. They don't want you to quit. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just going to stand here and not raise my hand or do anything. I think I'm not even going to breathe. But, um, but, but that was what it would astonished me, astonished me with range. And what I love the brotherhood about that is that it was hard, but they didn't want you to fail. There was no, they were like, no, we're fucking don't want you to fail. We just don't, we, you know, we're, we just don't, you know, if you're going to give up easy though, well, see ya. I, we don't want that either. But, um, you want the guys that are hard yeah, what, what, or the guys that can make hard. And, and that was it. And, and the majority of us were the ones, cause I wasn't hard. They, they, they made me that way. <laughs> I definitely wasn't. Um, when, you, so how, what was, what was your like rip experience, brother? When you got done with basic, you know, you're done, you went through airborne school, anything from airborne school. I mean, we can skip airborne school, but if you want to, I don't know. I, was there anything that stuck out airborne, airborne school, school or is it just uh, one of the greatest things in airborne school? Um, there was this hot chick. Okay. One. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, of course (laughs) all these friggin' seals were hitting on her. And, and I end up being the one kid that got the fucker, you know? Um, Oh, there it is. And at least you rubbed it in their face. Cause I I remember that too. The seals, I hated that. They, they didn't have to live on the, they have to live in the barracks or they, they got to live off off. They didn't, did they? Yeah, Yeah. I don't remember. Um, I, I'd be lying to you if I, you know, I just making shit up, but which, which I'm, I'm good at. I mean, I could, I could make a whole bunch of shit up for you right now. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> would know. Yeah. I, actually, <laughs> actually, you, are you sure you sleeping with that girl? Isn't made up. I'm just, I'm just asking. Did you make that shit up? Dude? No, no. Okay. Not the <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, one thing I do, that's one thing I don't lie about is sex. Okay. okay good. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, if I, if I tell you a story, then, then, then it's fucking true. And if you've listened, if you haven't heard this podcast from the beginning, she fell for him because his balls are huge, monstrous. All right. He's got elephantitis of the balls. Well, they were so. just full of gum. Well, who's <laughs> honestly, all of ours were about that time. Oh, nobody would see. Yeah. For Dude, in Medellin, not- I, I was dating this girl and I, I would drive an hour to her house. We'd fuck two or three times every night. <laughs> And and I was still jacking off four or five times during the day. Yeah. In the you were there. I could never. I mean, I I no, I could never do that. I don't get that. There was we had guys. I can't. Leonard. Now I want to say it was Leonard. Was now because I'm going to be calling. Him, but there were guys that were like that. It was just holy shit. Are you stop eating so much celery? And and what are you doing? I, I it's like guys, we got to go now. What's he doing? The door's closed. Oh, and then you find happy. <laughs> then you do a you know clean his room. You find happy socks. All oh. in this one corner. It's like oh, this is, guys, happy Very sauce. Gross. I, I do, think we can we can do, do, we, do, we need to, do I need to talk about no. what, do I need to decide what a happy sock is? I know. I, I mean, think we know, figured it out. It's not a puppet, you know, per se, but it <laughs> when well, you get to rip any like I said, rip experiences and good it doesn't have yeah. good and bad. I I, I love I, I shouldn't say awesome, I love rip, but awesome. I think, and remember the trip over. That trip over, you know, they're, they're like, you got all your bags and, and, you know, at, at one point they're yelling at us, you know, get, nobody better have their fucking feet on the ground. And, you know, guys are hugging trees and, you know, <laughs> one guy hugging a tree, the other guy holding on to him, you know, hoping he can fucking hold him up and you know, the monkey bar, I mean, you, you name it. And people are just off the, 
I saw one guy fucking levitate just to fucking not get smoked. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it was great, and you know, we had we had guys like Sergeant Watson, okay. who was, ended up my platoon yep. sergeant, Malia. Um, yeah. And um, get Bird Dog, and I mean, just all those guys. I mean, we just legends. Hard, you know, all those guys were absolute legends, and then all came over to Bico for some reason. Um, but the craziest thing is, you know. You, if you've ever, if you ever went through Rip with with Sean T. Watson, it, you were just afraid of that voice. Hey, motherfucker! What the fuck you think you're doing? You know, and always with the knife hand. I mean, and it does. It, it brings back bad memories. I, honestly, in '95 when I went through, your 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 guy Shurker was one of our Rip techs, yeah. and that that's the voice I remember. And I, but I, 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 cause I, I, you just knew, and he didn't have to say anything. He would just come out onto the steps. He would just come out and stand with that stance. And, you know, the very few, you know, there was only a few guys that had, had a, had a CIB at that time. Right. So we knew it was like, holy shit. And he would just stay, he didn't have to say a word. He would just have to leer over us. And we would ever, you could feel everybody's assholes clinch on the tar, on the, on the basketball court there and not say a word. And then he would just turn around and walk back in. Wouldn't say a word. They just do it 180, walk back in. And you could just hear everybody go, oh, like, holy fuck, that was close, <laughs> even though we didn't do anything. But but that's the kind of guys we needed. I'm so happy that he, him, and we had other great Rip Rip uh, Cadre over there just literally destroyed us it, it, because I needed that, you know, 10 years later. Oh, and, man. Yeah, it was it – was, It's true. You know, what, it, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And – I remember the, the the road march was probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. That rip road march, and yeah. you know, I, they call me up and they're they're like, "All right, you're gonna be front road guard." And I'm like, "Fuck yes!" You know, I, I can carry this road so track you- as long as I'm and and leading was you know perfect because I'm in front, you know, and I'm just gonna walk next to this, yeah. this instructor and and so we, we get to the halfway point and we fucking keep going and we keep going and we keep going and I'm like. What in the fuck is going on here? This is fucking going to be more than 12 miles, you know? Oh, no. We stop when the last person crosses the line. So now I'm the rear road guard. And you know that accordion. <laughs> now you're running the whole freaking, freaking way back. You know, my legs, I look like Frodo fucking Baggins out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like fucking doing this. And, you know, you can't run because they'll kick, they'll put you on the truck. So... Um, but we get all the way back to cardiac Hill and, and I, I'm thinking to myself, all right, just fall down and fake. Like you got hurt. You can just re you can just redo the fucking, you know, the, the road march tomorrow morning, you know, cause they, they told you, you know, you got one more chance after this. I'm like, I'll just fucking redo the whole thing tomorrow morning. I'll be good. You know? And I, I, I look up and, and I just see all my boys just, you know, all the guys I came through, you know, left Chicago with and, you know, went through basic with, and they are all hurting just as bad as I am. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Fucking stick it out. <laughs> and I did. And I'm telling you what, I was never more sore in my entire life than, than probably the week after that. Couldn't even fucking walk. But that that's what you said, man. You, you didn't give up because your guys yeah. didn't give up. And that right. you all shared the pain. That's what we all get on those team environments. You don't really, even if you don't like each other, 
you still see each other sharing that workload and then everybody's hurting just like you are. You're like, well, fuck, oh. I, I mean, I, cause you do, you, you do have that moment of doubt stuff yep. like you did, right? Oh. Self doubt, like, fuck, I don't think I can do this. And then you look up and everybody else is going and you see that guy wincing or another guy, you know, doing the rucks cause his shoulders are clear oh, yeah. and he's trying to, or he's, or another one that's just looks like he's going to fall over. And, and it, it, yeah, it's like, well, everybody else is hurting. They're pushing on. I got to push on too. Oh, yeah. saying the same thing. Well, you, you get through rip and did you pick, cause we all get a pick guys. If you're out there listening, when you go, you get to put in a wish list of which yeah. battalion you want to go to. Did you pick third or which, or did you, uh, no. you pick? Nobody picks, nobody picks third, dude. <laughs> <laughs> for, for the civilian listener, like why, why do you say that? Because civilian might wonder why. Everybody wants, you know, okay. near the beach, hot girls. Um, that's all anybody ever wanted. So, you know, I think M's must have been the fucking cutoff because McPhee got first, and then you know everybody else went to went to third. There was there was I, I, I think uh, there's six or seven of us that went to third. Yeah, and, uh, it just it, we're, we're just like oh you know well, well, and, you know we people had no want idea to get- that it, 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 it was all the fat chicks we could eat. You know <laughs> that's, that's the, so that's why that's the if you don't want to go to Fort Benning. For, because you're by the flagpole, first of all, so you're going right. to get screwed with, and you already know it. And, and then you've already been there. I mean, you've been there. So I, I don't want to be here anymore. I've been here for three weeks already. Because you are. I mean, you said that the the rip training barracks are a little bit of ways away. I, I don't know if they've moved, and you had to do that little walk through the gate. They were right next door. Were they right? Yeah, they were next right door? next door okay. when I went through. And but I mean, third bat. Yeah. Yeah. I, and and, uh, and it's just it, it, it was great. Go, go ahead, bro. I keep stepping on you. Sorry, Dale. I, I'm sorry about that. Oh no, 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 no. You're you're good. Um, you know, get to third bat, and and of course, you know, one of the first people we see is is uh, uh, you know, our our squad, and and you know, I had Mapes and Fix. Um, you, you know, who either one of those are. Um, I, I've never met him before. Just the name, RV. but I've never met him. Okay. Um, actually, Mapes is in Washington now. But um, uh, did you say Phipps? So, like Rob? Rob Phipps? To backtrack a little bit. Oh no, Rob wasn't. No, uh, Fix. Joe Fix. Fix. Okay. Okay. They were both. They were both Panama vets. So okay. Yeah. Um, so like wow. all, all my t- all my first four team leaders were all Panama vets, which is awesome. Uh, wow. But so we're we're in we're in Rip and we're in holdover. <clears throat> okay. So this is how this is how I meet Bubba Moore for the first time ever, and I don't know if you you know, you know who Bubba Moore is right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So we are we are on our weekend, and and we're at the the Days Inn there next to the the Pickaslut, and um. So so Kevin Snodgrass is just is just wasted. We're we're down at the pool, you know. There's some fat chicks down there, so of course that's where we were, um, and. We, we see these guys sitting up on, on the balcony and they're throwing ice down at these girls. So Snodgrass fucking stands up and he's like, you've got 10 airborne seconds to stop that. <laughs> Man. So we get back to, get back to a uh, holdover and they ask for details um, to go out to pre-ranger. So wow. we, we go out there and, you know, Cole range, um, and who do we see? The same motherfuckers that were throwing ice down, and they recognize 
Kevin. Were, wait, oh, were, yeah. they, were they? Were they? Were they? Oh, it oh, was there. Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they, they, they ended up, you know, pulling the, uh, you know, atomic sit up on Kevin and, and Kevin's face goes right into Bubba's hairy, smelly, coal range, stinking, coal range ass. stinking guys. Dude. That's, that's gross. There's, there's that's not a whole a, different kind of smell. And that's, there's not a dry taint in, no. in, in a coal range, dude. There's no, not, I, that's I, just disgusting. <laughs> Coal range is so hard that the hair on your butthole actually grows while you're there. So yeah, it was it was horrible. I I, I didn't know he was coming out. And uh, you know what? I I still think of fun. It, it sucked being there, but man, just thinking of coal range and just remembering. Why 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 do rangers smile when they think about the the shittiest times that they had? <laughs> the misery, the misery. Finally, like finally, where we actually had a chance to sit down and take a. We actually had like five minutes to eat. And where do I sit? I sit against a tree and all my only downtime. And of course I have to sit in the only fire ant pile. And I was like, just got chewed up and like, geez, really? It's already bad enough. And now I, I I just, I just want to eat my suck down my scrambled eggs right quick. And I've got to, but, but I do, I remember because it was, it was, it was awesome out there. And at night, not knowing how to do land navigation and them throwing you out there. Okay, go find these points. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Well, you're fine. Just don't go in the pond. There's alligators down there. Wow. Okay. You're you're fine. Like, do they do safety checks on this fucking (laughs) ride? But it it does grow hair on your, as as a common theme to our show, which is what we're going to call it, the big ball show. It does throw a lot of hair on your monstrous balls when you're. When it, it does. I'm telling you. I mean, this is like you know three weeks growth. <laughs> Seriously, I can't fucking grow a beard to save my life, dude. Um, did you get the the you know, third bat? Um, how long were you there? And just for our listeners, just to do the timeline, how long were you there before you started to do the workup? And when you started to do the workup to go to Somalia, did you even know? Because a lot of times, especially if you're not in the need to know ranks. You're just doing another FT. You're just doing another JRX. You're just doing something part of rotary wing bilats. Yeah. You're just doing some part of fixed wing, and you don't know that you're actually training up for something. But when did you? When did you what? realize that? Holy shit, we're going to Somalia. Um, not until we were called to go to the Delta compound. So wow. Um. So so ninety three was a busy year for us. Um, March we went to Korea, okay. and had a blast. Um, May we went to um, uh, Thailand. Wow. And, yeah. So we got to work with the Thai Rangers there and that was a blast. That was, I, that's something I really wish I would have been able to, oh, I heard those guys are freaking animals. I heard they're they, awesome. They are. Um, cobras. I mean, it was just, it is absolutely. And so one of the, one of the great traditions, of course, one of their worst traditions, at least for us was the Thai Rangers would swap the youngest private with whatever unit they were with because most of the ties are bisexual. Oh, I and, know that. And, oh yeah. And I mean, they're, they're, they're like sitting, holding hands, you know, like wait, waiting to jump. And, and I'm like, what in the fuck is going on here? And so, so, so Sergeant Hardy, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, kind of like myself, I stand there taking a piss. And of course there's no running water. 
um, every day there's torrential downpours. So the rain's caught from the roof and it runs down through assist, you know, to gutters into this big, big basin. So to shower, you walk up with a bowl, you wet yourself down, soak yourself up and rinse yourself off. So Sergeant Hardy stand there taking a piss with his towel on and, and this fucking Thai Ranger walks over and pulls his towel aside to look at his dick. <laughs> so, so it was, it was probably, I, I don't know, um, a, a week or two in and, and it's hot as fuck. And, you know, we had some downtime. So I'm like, man, I'm going to go, you know, get wet and cool off. And I got my weapon. Of course, you know, we're not carrying live ammo. We're not even carrying fucking blanks. And I'm just walking by myself to the basin. And um, these three Thai Rangers are walking up behind me. And they're like, hey, go stairs. Go boom, boom. And I'm like, I'm like, like, what? what did you just say? And he said, go upstairs, go boom, boom. And I'm like, motherfucker. And my instinct, I just grabbed my gun and like, there's nothing. I, I could have beat him to death, but that was about it. And you, and you, oh, I, I still want to take a shower, but th- they were just fucking laughing, fucking walked off. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, what in the fuck is going on here? But, oh, how, how many of those guys actually just were fuck? Cause they know us Americans, especially. Oh, for, I'm, pretty like, sure, oh my gosh, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure. Cause you know, we, we'd go into low Paris. The, the local town and if there was a hot chick she probably had a dick it was probably yeah, I mean, that's like that's prominent there actually that's yeah. that's thai i i shouldn't have said i didn't that's the thai thing i get that yeah. but i didn't know within the 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 thai rangers that it was yeah. but i mean it makes sense and hey yeah. whatever whatever you gotta whatever you gotta yeah. do man yeah. whatever you gotta <laughs> do but I, but yeah, especially back then, I bet that was yeah, because that's fucking what I think. It's a very shock. Holy yeah, it's a very shit. different American culture. I, I feel like even for me, I you know, I remember the '90s and what's acceptable today was not acceptable in the '90s. And yeah, I'm sure for a bunch of like probably almost all straight American guys that are you know this hyper masculine uh, group of guys, yeah, it was probably really bizarre. Oh yeah, but great guys to work with. Yeah, that's, that, that's what I heard. I heard they're they're tremendous, yeah. just just fighters. Um, oh, yeah. So I guess I just want to know. This maybe makes me a little weird. What the Thai guy say when he pulled back the dude? Uh, was it um, whose towel? Um, uh, Hardy's. Hardy's yeah. towel. Did he say anything, or was that the end of the story? So it must not oh. have been that impressive. Then. Oh no, Hardy. You know, it was like what the fuck, and you oh, know, okay. and run off. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'd have done. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? I'd have, I'd have ran off. Like, dude, stop looking at my little penis, dude. Right. Like, I, I'm already ashamed of it enough. One. Just- <laughs> <laughs> it now, so, so you guys were doing all that shit right yeah. there, and, yeah, and then, but but were you prepared? I mean, were you doing anything yeah. that was prepared? So nope. you weren't doing yeah. any mock-ups, any any sort of rock drills on, uh, on any, really? Okay, Not all right. And then, right. okay, but we, we get stuck in Hawaii on the way back. So. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Jesus, oh. you got you guys are just do- miserable trips. Our first experience with, with Air Force chow halls, which then made everybody, everybody, you know, question. Question. Why, why? we're the fucking army. Yep. I, I'm with you. This lady comes around to take our tray and we're like, what? Holy shit. Cap- there was captain chairs. There was, right. I, our, my first was at Fairchild in Spokane. When we broke down on a C5 flying back from a GRX at Bragg and we, and oh my gosh, there were TVs everywhere, uh, captain's chairs that were padded. I, I mean, I had a buffet. I mean, I, I got to admit, though, Ranger cooks do some. We, we got some oh, good yeah. food. We guess, but just the ambiance. I, I felt like I was eating at a 
at a nice upscale buffet type restaurant yeah. that I found. Almost like we were cheating on our cooks. Yes, nope. we were. I felt I felt bad. I but I'm not gonna knock Ranger Cooks because those fuckers it's just fuck yeah, they, are. they they make some damn good food. Oh fuck yeah, good food. Oh, I ate Dude, like a and, and not only that, but they're fucking great fighters. And yeah, would you see a cook with his tab? That's yeah. badass, dude. So, on his, on his um, white, white. I I had one on the back of my Humvee with me in Somalia. So, oh, did you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Which, 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 yep, I'll, I'll get to it. Uh, Brian Connor. Okay, 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 yeah. okay. All right, we'll, we'll get to, get to the fence. Okay, you, you're oh. Delta. You're training up. What, what's going on? Well, well it, it's great because we're in Hawaii, and instead of staying at the Air Force Base, Captain Steele pulls out his government credit card and gets sixty rooms at the Outrigger West on Waikiki Beach. Wow! Holy yeah, shit! So, and oh wow! Nobody, nobody, you know, stayed there. So um, there's a. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say his name, but he left third bat and he went out to second bat. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure you know who he is. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, his initials are CS. Um, missing the two, you know, good sized guy. Um, but uh, he's he's married now, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say okay, 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 okay. Oh wow! Well, okay, okay. Uh, Apparently, the story I heard because nobody used their room. We figured we had, you know, a twenty-four hours in Hawaii. We're not going to spend any time in our room unless you're going to get a hooker. And apparently, this guy did. And um, and so he goes into the shower and he's beaten off so he could last longer. <laughs> what kind? Of, I, does that work? I, I, hey, help me out. Maybe that's our next question. That's my question to our listeners. <laughs> Out there, have I been I doing longer? But but at least you know I'm, I I I know now I need at least a 15, 20 minute break. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean I'm I'm actually not, dude. You're good. I'm fifty years old. I need two days after I'm at least two days, and, and I need to go take my I need to take my fountain of youth too. But my but um, holy shit, yeah, like wow, I I don't remember those days, but I guess I was once young. Young, oh, I would. Yeah. <laughs> if you are one of those guys that could jack off four times a day, then then you know, yeah, maybe. that was never me. I I never had yeah. that. No, I I wasn't that cool. I was not a subject matter expert in in, <laughs> in jacking off. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so so you guys, so, were, so you, go ahead, go. We, we get back, and then in August we go to Texas, and we're just there doing, um, um, you know, like an an FTX. Okay. Uh, you know, doing rotary wings and jeeps and and bikes okay. and um, <clears throat> then we get the call to go to Somalia. So, um, or we we get a call that says we're going to go to the Delta Compound, and it was just Bico. So, you know, we go and we train at the Delta Compound for a little bit, and then all of a sudden they can't the mission and send us back to Fort Bliss. And that same night, like we literally just landed, and you know we're back there don't have any of our stuff unpacked yet our d bags and they're like oh pack let's go we're going back so why, why did they do i had a, I, I i i know colonel mcknight i've met him after the fact i didn't know him back that you know but um i've asked him a few times yeah and it's been a long time but your take why and you know colonel mcknight wrote a book about the back and forth too um and i've talked to david for david Floyd i'm friends with he actually i love country i think he's a fucking good dude but oh, yeah. what was your, what was your, why do you think, why did they do that? Why did they do the can't? Did you um, hear me? I, I don't know. I think, um, I think Clinton decided that they weren't ready to do it yet. He, he didn't want to go through with, with that kind of action. Um, okay. and then, and then they changed their mind for, for whatever reason. Um, I don't know if, if there was an attack on some of the forces over there, 
but they just decided that, yep, you, you, you guys are going. And speaking of Dave Floyd, um, next time you see him, ask him what it was like being the second best saw gunner in battalion. Um, <laughs> I, I will, and we okay. got to get David on too. We'll, we'll, David's yeah. on our list to get on the show. today. <laughs> Country is that dude's that dude's awesome. I mean, I, I haven't talked to him in two years. That just shows how, but I, but David's the kind of guy I know I could pick up the phone and be like, Hey dude, what's happening? And he'd be like, motherfucker, oh, yeah. why have yeah. you not been calling me? You know, be, be all right. <laughs> Your accent needs to be a lot thicker. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't do that deep South Carolina down by the beach, redneck accent. Man. Um, but, but awesome dude. Awesome dude. Well, so you guys went, how long was the yep. train up that you had to do before you guys punched out? I want to say we were, um, it, we probably trained for a total of about, a, um, let's see, we went over there September 25th. It was about, it was close to a month train up. And were you hitting, like, did you, did they have a compound, compound built compound. similar? I mean, you could. Um, kind of, you know, we we're just doing CQB and we we're doing, you know, the, um, elevators, okay. you know, um, <clears throat> okay. and of course, you know, while we're there, I make the biggest mistake, the biggest rookie mistake ever, even though I wasn't a rookie, um, we're, we're faster open and, and again, I'm carrying a saw, you know, trying to figure out how to, and back then we had the long saws. We didn't have the parasaws. Yeah. So yep, 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 yep. So the damn thing was almost as tall as me, you know, and I mean, I'm five, eight, but you, you remember the old saws, man, with the long butt stock and the yep. long barrel. I mean, you know, I, 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 I had it. I carried it. Yep. So I'm trying to figure, try to figure out how to get this thing, not to, the barrel, not to fucking hit the ground every time I go down. <clears throat> and so, um, <laughs> I'm coming down and, and I look down like this, look down forward and that rope just oh. fucking burns my whole neck all the way down. Never again would I make that mistake. Was that, I mean, and that was, you, that you, was, you, you had your hands burned. Oh yeah. yeah you've had your hands burned. Open, but, but I'm telling you raw right up against my neck right here, man. I, you know, I just, I just looked down for some reason instead of looking over. Damn, just dude, stupid. Well, and you're lucky something didn't go wrong with the rope or below. You'd have oh. you'd have tricked yourself massively. Oh, man. Uh, and that so, all fun. And that was why you was you can't that, complain about anything. Yeah, that was. Like I said that was at the Delta compound. That wasn't when you're yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I think we were one of the first units ever to go to the compound. That's cool. So was, how was that? Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. Oh, but those guys got it made. And, you know, now knowing a bunch of them, uh, it's taken, you know, a couple decades uh, for the uh, um, the squadron to, to kind of come into the yeah. fold. Yeah. And which is just, you know, par for the course, but but great guys, man, like Brad Halling. Um, and actually, Brad, I guess, is doing uh, getting ready to do a whiskey now, too. Jeez, ever that's that's why I did a vodka, Ian. That's why because there was like <laughs> so many veteran whiskeys out there. It's like, geez, okay, let's. And, let's and I tell you, I, I I'm a vodka guy. I love uh-huh. vodka. Um, because I didn't drink when I joined the army at all. You mean you nope. you were doing all this craziness and you weren't? You I, I did. No, nope. I, I ain't gonna lie. Didn't drink seriously. Didn't drink till after small yet. Wow. Well, and yeah. on a side note, we'll, we'll talk like we, we need to do something together on the whiskey and the vodka because Ben Morgan from First Bat is my partner on the vodka. And but I'll send you some. Brother. OK, but when we yeah, get be a call, cool, cool oh, collaboration. I mean, I was yeah. even thinking oh, if at hey, some point I, I, three Rangers, you know, whoever's in head of marketing time. and wants to advertise with us. OK, yeah. So I've had this that? for you for a long time. Since, uh, 
Got oh shit! You're right. You're supposed to send me that motherfucker. That was, that was last know, year. Dude. We're supposed it, to it, trade. What the hell? I'm, I'm probably gonna have to send you one of the guns I built <laughs> just to make up for it. <laughs> nice. Hey, but but hold, don't don't send because I'm I'm we moved. So the address you had, okay. the Nebraska address is old. So don't don't send it there. Okay. But I'll I'll get with you. I still got you. I so where you now? Um, so I I know we're we're running up on time. So I want to make sure we okay. get to get to Task Force Ranger and. I, I, I mean, as much as you can talk about, uh, you know, again, our listeners, we have veterans, we have guys that have been through a lot of stuff, of course, the G, in the GWAT era, but we also have a lot of young guys. And and I like you to get as, you know, I don't care how as detailed or as graphic as you can, because I, I want them to know. I don't want them to go in thinking like, oh, here's this cool video, like we did. Here's this cool video oh, yeah. and not really knowing, but I, and I, I want to know, dude, because I, I know just bits and pieces from David and from Colonel, from Danny. Um, and but, you know, to me, that is still that's that epitomizes the Ranger Valor. That's what we all after Somalia. When I was in Libya, that's what I was striving to be like you guys. I was like, fuck, OK, these guys went through hell. I'm good. I mean, it's fucking a these guys. I, I can. I got all this shit. I, I, you know, we got the best weapon systems. I were good. I, I got fighting positions. Um, but it was, it was always, can we be as heroic as those guys as task force ranger? And that was how I always strive to be. So yeah, I could talk. Can you talk a little bit about it? At least for like maybe yeah, five I, minutes. I, I tell you, you know, you, you don't think about it, you know, I mean, we did, you know, several missions, um, before that. And I spent, spent those missions on Mike Durant's helicopter. Um, wow. So I sat next to, um, I was in the door, um, my feet were in the door, hanging out, having a blast the whole time, you know, um, sitting right next to Tommy Fields. And, um, so Bill Cleveland, um, the guy they were yeah. showing on the you know news the next yeah. day, um, he was the door gunner on the other side. And then Ray Frank sat in, in front of Tommy Fields on my side. Um, but great guys. And I, you know, as far as, you know, the, um, the battles and, and, you know, that battle is just, it's different. You know, I, it, it's hard to explain, you know, you, you, you don't talk, you know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about, Yeah. but um, I mean, most of what's in my head is, is all the fucking good times that, that we had, you know, I, mean, well, I, think, I, a, I think a Tommy and, you know, he came, he came down on a range one day and had never shot our guns and, and, you know, the saw the two or three or, you know, even the M16, he carried an MP5. So he came down and, and we just let him tear up just, th- you know, thousands of rounds. And he, wow. he let my guys shoot his MP5 and we get up in the air and he fucking him and Mike have me shoot the, the, uh, minigun over the fucking Were you on the minigun. That is, oh, yeah, dude, you know, how awesome was that? Was that when you're, oh. I, I remember hanging with my feet dangling out the edge, going over Fort Knox, Kentucky. I mean, how did that look, man, coming over the ocean? coming in like that. And and uh, guys, if you watch Black Hawk Down, you see those formations that the task force guys, the, the SOAR guys do. It is when you're a part of that, it is so, it is, it, you are feel like Hercules. You are, I mean, like all these helicopters in perfect formation, got the little birds, then you've got the damn Chinook. If you got one in there, you got the daps in there. Or the black. How awesome was that? What did it feel like? And just hanging your feet, looking over the ocean, man, doing that. Dude. amazing before you hit the city it, it, it just it feels like you're in heaven yeah every, every <laughs> day is like exactly. that so you know you, you you're, you're flying over and you, know, you can feel the ocean spray coming up and hitting you you know and then of course wow. the pilots are all fucking kids and I mean, i'm not talking about you know 
age wise because because they're not, but mentally they're like us. Yeah. They're little fucking kids. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> Mike's flying and he just comes up and then drops in and fucking we're all floating. <laughs> <laughs> like, kids feel like they're going to fall out. You know, they're up there fucking laughing. <laughs> you know, the first one time that one banked hard, I was on a bench and he banked and I wasn't used to it. You know, we don't strap in on the benches. I I, I tell those guys, I tell everybody this story. I screamed. I thought I was going to fall. I didn't have, I had no idea about G forces and I screamed right. literally high pitched. I sounded like Ariana Grande. Uh, that, I mean, that like, oh my God. It's like, you little bitch. You see, bitch, just starts laughing. But, but that was that. I love those guys too, because those guys, they were, they, they, they just oh, yeah. guardian angels, man. And, and you saw that firsthand. I, I mean, you just saw amazing. And just the guys are, well, you're coming in now. When you're coming in the city, did you know something? I know the movie portrays it. I kind of talked to the guys, but did you feel? Did you see because of the smoke, because of the fires from the tires? That hey, man, this is a little different this time, or was it okay? Business as usual. Well, just go so, get it done. So, so, so you know, um, I had I had hurt my elbow. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Actually, yeah, that's what I want to ask but, you. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so what happened is this. So, and and actually, um, Colonel Harrell. Um, I, his son just contacted me and wants me to write that story down, uh, you know, for cur- the Colonel. So, um, or I, he's not a Colonel anymore, but anyway, he was a, the squadron commander and he, uh, uh, we were having a volleyball game. So we were attacking all our, um, all our commanders and, and hog tying them to, to litters and, you know, dump ice cold water over them. And, and you know, we, we played this volleyball game, which, you know, obviously we won, you know, it wasn't even close. <laughs> Um, thank God. <laughs> so anyway, um, Colonel Harrell's the last one. And so me and about 10 Rangers, you know, we're there motivated fucking privates. I'm like, fuck yeah, we're going to take this motherfucker down. And, and I'm like, on the count of three, we're going to go. So one, two, three, and I go and I hit him and nobody else came. So it was just me. And it, it was like hitting a brick wall and, you know, just, I was like, all right, well, I got to take him down. Now Now that I'm here, I've got to do something. So I just kind of drug him down on top of me and, you know, just scrape my elbow, just barely. So I washed it off after it was all over. And um, about three days later, we're doing a flyover and we get back to the airport. I jump off and my arm hits the, the rope and I'm like, God damn, that's tender. So that night I woke up and it was just swollen. Wow. Okay. Uh, the doc gives me, you know, a handful of 800 milligram Motrin and I go to sleep and it was still swollen the next morning. So they send me to the hospital and have a, an IND done and they stuff it with gauze and kind of put like a three quarter hard cast. So it wasn't a full cast. Okay. Like they show in the movies, but because they had to take it off every few days to pull some of that gauze out. Okay. Um, but I had a Heplock in this arm, getting IV antibiotics every three hours and sit at that hospital. You know, I'm just fucking going crazy. <clears throat> And I mean, I, I'm yelling at doctors and, you know, colonels and majors, you know, get me the fuck out of here. I'm going to, I'm going to fucking steal the next Humvee that comes in here. If you don't let me go. And, and they're like, fine, you know, next helicopter comes in, you know, we'll send you back to the hel- back to the, um, airport. Well, right before that, some Marines and their interpreter were hit with an ID. Okay. So we, we heard it come over the radio and everybody's scrambling, you know, knowing that these guys are going to be coming into the hospital. Well, so, I mean, that helicopter's coming in. I'm getting the fuck out. So I walk out, and they wheel the interpreter right by me. And, you know, the litters, they're, yeah. you know, about a little bit wider than your shoulders, so your whole body can fit on it. And no legs, all his guts just sitting wow. on the, on the yeah. gurney. 
and his arms are laid out like this, but like from about mid bicep, they just drop straight down. Man, he got like every old. bone in his body was just crushed. You know, the ID wow. hit right below, and we didn't have up armor Humvees. You know, like yeah, they did yeah, in, in yeah. Kiwa. It was yeah, yeah. just regular Humvees. Um, so you know, I and I just I was pissed right away, and I'm like, why? I mean, we need to fucking do something about this. So I get back to the airport, and you know, tell the story a thousand times to you know about my elbow, and and um, and then they get called out, and so first thing I do is I grab all my shit and, you know, still got the hat block in and the fucking cast on and, and get, get all the way out to the helicopter. And Sergeant Elliot's like, you, you can't come with us, you know, not, not like that. So I head back to the, you know, and thinking that, you know, no, nothing's going to happen anyway. Cause most of those, most of those missions yeah. were just, you know, you go, you come back and, and, yeah. you know, everything's cool. And then Lorenzo comes up to me and, and he's like, Hey man, he's like, take this. And, and, you know, that was his packet to send home to his family. And, and I'm like, dude, yeah, I'm get the fuck out of here. I said, I'll, 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 I'll see you here in just a little bit, you know. And uh, of course, you know, I never got to see him again after that. Yeah, yeah. and that was that. I mean, that that was in the movie, you know, movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was, and I, and I remember. Yeah, that was pretty, pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So Enrique Marciano, who played Lorenzo, yeah, called me from Morocco several times to talk about our relationship, just to make sure he played the part right. Wow, so, that's yeah, awesome. awesome. Of course, you know Matthew Marzin, which who I'm acquainted with now. Yep. And fucking great dude. Um, you know, I, I didn't talk to him at all before the movie. Well, well, that, that's what Floyd said. Floyd said that you guys really got no inner. They can't. So they put him through rip. Some of the actors. Yeah. But they and like, I mean, me and Pablo are actually friends. The guy that played me. We actually got to right. know each other very, very well. And, and I think he played perfectly he's just a monster he's just a, he's a lot bigger than me but um but that's what i heard i heard that 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 you guys didn't i was going to ask you that, that you guys didn't get a chance really to meet your doppelgangers to nope. get get it down oh wow no but, but i mean like i said you know i i've met him you know i know tackett and sure and uh and and nick from ranger up so that, that they know him really well and that's how we kind of got connected several years ago ah, so, that's good. But, that's i mean cool. Seriously, Nick Ranger up is, is a great dude. I'd love to get oh, him yeah. on sometime. Oh, yeah. yeah. And John Tackett, you know, even though John didn't go to Somalia with us, he was in um, second platoon. Oh, right, okay. Right next to the line. One of the hardest motherfuckers I've ever met in my entire life. Um, during my first, you know, month there, we did platoon X devs and John walks the skin off his heels. Oh, doesn't ow. stop. And doesn't stop. And that like, is that is dude, probably one of the did you you're anybody that's that will that will make a batch that will make a batch out of anybody when you have yeah. no sorry guys a little I'm just trying to be politically correct on our show because we're so politically correct. That will make a little <laughs> bitch out of anybody. Just having having your heels blisters on your heels. You could have a broken leg and you'll keep walking. You'll have blisters on your heels and that will <laughs> that will make nice. Oh yeah. So walking with, with no skin. Uh, oh, unbelievable! They, when when they took his boot off, I mean, like it literally had blood. Ah, his boot. Wow! He had to cut his sock off. His skin was stuck to his socks. And, ah, and, man! And he was never the same after that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It just like his feet were never the same after that. And so even he's laying on his stomach for two weeks, you know, trying to t- trying to heal. Um, but still, you know, one of the hardest motherfuckers I've yeah, ever met. That, that's tough, life. dude. Um, and, Wait. Did did you going back to some? I'm sorry. I want to. I just because I don't want to run out of time, brother. Yeah. Um, 
did you, what was your altercation when they, you, okay, you didn't get the first, you know what's going on, you're hearing on the radio. That's probably one of the hardest things is hearing oh, yeah. people dying yeah. on the radio. And I, yeah. I get and then, that. I, I understand. I, I, I really. And then we heard that, that uh, Blackburn fell out of the helicopter. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and that, um, and that pillow was shot. And, oh, wow. And, okay. And the helicopter, and then the first helicopter went down. Okay. So I'm like, that's it. I'm fucking going. So I walk out and I look at cash. I'm like, look, dude, I said, I'm fucking going. He's like, not with that cast on. And then, so I'm, I'm sulking, you know, at this point. And then our helicopter was shot down super six, four. And I'm like, fuck it. And so I just gr- start grabbing some of the, um, task force One Sixty crew guys yep. grabbing their gear and walk out. Chris Milliman's there. He's, he's a driver. So I grab his saw and I just walk out and I'm like holding that saw up. And I'm like, I'm fucking going with you. And he's like, not with that cast on. I'm like, okay. And I just fucking ripped the hemlock out of my arm and they helped me wow. cut it off. I also got my uniform with the sleeve cut off. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so, but it's like, it wasn't even a second thought. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I just, I knew that I had to be out there. Yeah. It wasn't, I mean, and any ranger, you know. I, I understand. I know. It, I understand. I, I, I do. It's just, yeah, it's, you, you can't, you can't know what you're going to do in a situation until you're in a situation. And that's why all that, all you said, all that training and I agree with you is prepares you. It really yeah. does. I I've had Rangers that I've met that, that have been more peacetime. They haven't done anything. And like, man, I, 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 I don't know if I would have done. And I look at him in the eye and I said, dude, you would have just because you didn't get the opportunity to you. If you're at 75th, you would have gone. You would have. Go ahead and say it. There's, there's no question. You would go. You you don't have to be. Call them 90s Rangers. Just, just, I know what you is, just call them 90s Rangers. 90s. hear it all the fucking time. They're like, oh, 90s Rangers, except for that one time. <laughs> except for that one time that really, I mean, that's probably one of the most awesome. Yeah, but but, yeah. but that's the thing is, is yeah, I'm like, don't ever doubt. Of course you would. There, there's no okay. doubt that you would. Because, yeah. you know, now tell me. And, and. You weren't even thinking. You're just, it's just, it's just business. It's, it's time to go to work. It was, yep. I mean, the emotion, the, the, of course, the adrenaline's there. That's just normal. Adrenaline is adrenaline is adrenaline, but you're ready to go and you go. When you start to get out there, because that's where I don't know, I, you know, the movie and, and from other guys I've talked to, when you started to get out there, what did you see and what was your, what was your first take? Was it just the same thing, business as usual, or did it, anything it hit catch right you? away? I mean, okay. it hit right away. So, I mean, you know, we, we'd been shot at a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but, but nothing major. And, um, we head out the back gate and like, as soon as I pass this thing, you know, the little walls, you know, that separated the, the yeah, yeah. road from yep, the yard yep. Yep, yep. and, and the roads aren't very wide, you know, enough for a Humvee and a half. So I just get past this little section of a wall and, and these four guys pop up and, and they're just like ambush. Wow. And so, I mean, I just, I turn, and just start firing and, and and i was good with the saw i mean you, you can ask dave floyd he'll, he'll tell you i was the second best saw gunner but <laughs> that's not true I mean, he, he, me, me and dave go round and round about that but you know he is the second best saw gunner i, mean, I, I, I would I, give that to him every single day he I is believe the second best. Okay, I, so. i'll let him know i'm <laughs> <laughs> matter of fact i'm gonna call him right after this i'm gonna fucking let him know again <laughs> so um Steve Anderson was a Humvee behind me and um, he said that he saw one run away, but he saw that I hit three and the other one ran away and not 50 yards later, RPG lands right in front of our Humvee. Wow. Bucks like a Bronco slams my arm up against the, the, the side. So, I mean, it, it's bleeding again. And 
<clears throat> and Cash starts yelling, you know, tree, tree. So me and Lepree just start lighting this fucking thing up. Um, 50 cal and a saw. Wow. And branches are falling. Then finally the guy falls down. Get up to this corner and we're getting, and there's just, you know, 100, 200 people cheering for us. And we just ran through an ambush and an RPG attack. And now we've got all these people cheering for us. And wow, I'm pissed because I know that Lorenzo was shot. Okay. You know, and after what just happened, I'm like thinking, I'm not taking any chances. And I'm looking out over this crowd, searching for enemy. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, all you'd have to do is pull the trigger and everybody's going to like this, you know, just kill them all, you know? And, and in my mind, I'm like, I'm like, that's what I want. I, sure. That's what I wanted to do. You know, I'm like, fuck them. And, but just that training and. Well, it's discipline. You know, it's a discipline that it, we, it, 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 it work. Yep. because yeah, how many times you want to haul off and beat the shit out of your squad leader right. that you probably could have, like, we can all take him. We got him, but <laughs> you don't because it's discipline. Right. And, and, and that's, I, the, I mean, that's why I hate to say it, but high end tights and all that right. every week. And it's, it, it right. instills the discipline and intestinal fortitude. And I'm using all these key army words, but it, it is, man. I hate to be cliche. It fucking yep. is. And that and I, I had that same thing. The trigger, right. You know, I didn't pull the trigger and, and just, we kept that's going. A, and, and later, I mean, it wasn't until years later that I'm so glad that I didn't good. You know, yeah. um, I mean, there's just, there, there's no telling the, the, the weight that, you know, I mean, and, and, and I felt, I felt the weight before, you sure. know, um, you know, had my issues, um, still do from time to time, we all but do. yeah. I, yeah. And, uh, um, so, so it's not easy. I don't care how little or how much you've gone through. It's just, you know, sure. you're, you're, you're going to feel it sooner or later. Uh, but I was able to save it for when it really counted. When you need, cause you're, you're, yeah, you're still had a long, a, a, quite a few hours to right. go. Oh, yeah. Go, but, um, as you're going through it and you know, just, you know, going through the night, you're in those firefights, things are going on. You got those lulls. And I remember those lulls. I remember some of my lulls, my lulls. A lot of the times it was, it wasn't really thinking of my family. I wasn't really like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to die here. It was, it was just, okay, what do I, I'm preparing for the next run. But what, what were, or, or I, I briefly thought one time I did, I, and this is where my family came in my head. And I just wanted to remember, did I tell them the last conversation I had? Did I say I loved them? And I remembered that. And then they were, I was like, yeah, I did. Okay. I don't need to think about it anymore. Let's just continue to continue to prepare for the next, the next go around wherever the next round starts. But yeah, what was going through your head? Cause I know you, you know, people are like, it's not continuous, continuous, continuous. There are lulls. It's like a prize fighter. You're, you're fighting yeah. and then there's a lull and then there's fighting and then there's a lull. Yep. And then, you know, of course at night there yeah. wasn't hardly any firing, you know, as opposed to the movie where they showed lots of firing, but yeah. there wasn't really any firing. I mean, you know how it is they didn't have any night vision. So we weren't going to shoot and give away our positions. Sure. Sure. Um, just a smart thing to do, you know, tactically. Sure. So the whole time we're just sitting there in the Humvees, you know, and actually we were parked um, kind of near the uh, Olympic hotel where we had had a mission okay. before. Okay. And, um, and we're just, just sitting there, just w- listening to the radio, just trying to find out what's going on. You know what I'm saying? With, you know, getting the pilots out of the, um, Cut sure. the pilots out of a helicopter, um, the fuselage. So, you know, th- that's all we cared about was that we we're, you know, looking for an enemy and then at the same time listening for, you know, listening to the radio to find out, you know, what's going on with our boys down the street. Okay. And, and um, 
comes the morning time, you know, we're getting through morning times coming in. Did you know that, that the Pakistanis that they had gotten them and they were rolling in that they were letting yep, you yep, know. Yep, and, we, we, yep. and, mm-hmm. But was that accurately portrayed in the movie that you thought they were coming earlier and it just took them forever to get to your positions? Like it, it seemed like if I remember the movie correctly and then talking to the, talking to some of the guys, but I've never really gotten a depth conversation about this um, that, that, they, you guys thought they were coming at two and then it just kept dragging and dragging. And then eventually at daylight, they got there. If that's the case and that is accurate, how did you, you know, how, how did you keep your, well, your motivation up, man? I mean, that just seems depressing. They were out there. Um, so, you know, I went out the first, for, it actually was the second convoy. So we brought okay. back. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. we went out the third convoy and the third convoy, I didn't have anybody um, uh, in the back of my Humvee with me. And, okay. and Weaver, Weaver was the TC, uh, you know, Aaron Weaver. Um, so you, you didn't know him, but. No, Aaron, he, uh, that's his brother, Ryan. Ryan Weaver's is, is Aaron Weaver, Aaron. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think they're brothers. Um, okay. But okay. Aaron and Struker did Best Ranger together. Okay. 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 So, um, and Aaron became a pilot later and um, ended up dying in a crash. It sounds like it's well, Ryan think, Weaver's brother. Uh, Cause that's, that's Ryan, very Ryan is, Ryan is just, a, Ryan's like, Ryan is a, old, is a Blackhawk pilot and he was on our show before yes. and he was, he's a country singer now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Aaron, well, you said that Aaron was a pilot. Yeah. Right? Aaron, yeah. yeah. I, I, I knew that was Aaron. I, I didn't know Aaron was, yeah. I, I didn't know you guys. No, I, Okay. Wow. That's well, again, yeah. small world. So, Holy shit. Mean, I was going to say, it really he, does tie into yeah, how you said even earlier that it's a small community. Fuck. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. Uh, um, so I'm, uh, I, I'm in the back end and I'm just like, we're waiting. So the Pakistanis and the 10th mountain show up and, um, you know, greatly appreciated, you know, uh, them being there, you know, helped us get out. But I mean, you, you know how it is. I mean, there's, and I, and I'm friends with a lot of the 10th mountain guys now and, um, always try to include them, you know, and yeah. because they, they lost a couple guys that night, you know what I'm saying? And, and it just, you know, they, they put their asses on the line just like we did. Um, I, I hate the back and forth because Hollywood didn't give them, you know, any credit yeah. that, yeah. You know, and it just, it, it sucks. And, you know, I mean, Rangers do fucked up shit, but you know, during that night, one of the, one of the privates from, you know, one of these, uh, armored vehicles was shooting up a loom rounds and, and I'm like, what in the fuck? And shoots up another one. And then shoots up. Why? Why? Every time they go out, he, he was just a private. He just wanted to see what was going on. You know what I'm saying? He just, and, and, and tent, but tent didn't, it, and it, it at that time tent didn't have night. No, I, I don't know that they had night vision at all, but, um, but they just, it amazed me that the guy, the E6 in charge didn't come down and stop him from doing it. You know? Um, <laughs> I don't know. If, and, and I don't know that he was getting word from somebody saying they needed light down there or something, but, um, but I was pissed and man, I jumped out of my, the back of the Humvee went over there and I put my fucking barrel about three inches from his face. And I said, you shoot another one of those things up again and I'm going to fucking kill you. And then the C6 jumps out and, and he's like, what's going on? And I fucking put the barrel in his face. I said, if he shoots another one again, I'm going to kill him and I'm going to fucking kill you. And he just didn't say anything. And I turned around and walked back to the Humvee, but oh. It, it just it is one of those things. I mean, in in combat, you just never. Well, no, no you, as you're, you're private. As a young private, you just and, and and I and I hate to tell that story because I don't want anybody to think that that's 
that's how all these guys are. You know what I'm saying? No, because you, you know as well as I do, there's plenty of guys in the regular army that could be Rangers if they wanted to. Yeah. You know, no, hard I, motherfuckers I, I, that, you know, you know, but. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think people take it that way. I don't, I don't think our listeners, and I don't, I don't take it. Hey, we all, holy shit. That, that's a stressful fucking situation. You're an E2. And I, right. I, I guarantee that motherfucker, somebody that's like, that was their, that was their, 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 that was their MO, man. That was, that was their fucking, yeah. their, uh, what's the word I'm, what's the fuck I can, now I'm, I'm going, I'm drawing a blank, man. Holy shit. But that was, that was somebody said, Hey, do this, you know, every so right. often. And that, that was their task condition is standard. I, I don't know why right. I'm drawing a blank and all my army guys, you can make fun of me because I'm forgetting the fucking <laughs> acronym right now. But, but SOP. There you go, man. <laughs> fucking man. Holy shit. You, all right. All right. Pushing it. But, but yeah, but it, it and so I, I, it just, that's, that's war. That's your, you, that's why training is so fucking important. That's why the right training is so important. Important. That's why doing it over right. and over and over again until you just are sick of it is so important because when the shit hits the fan, you're going to revert to what that highest level of training is. And obviously yeah. it, it and that was yep. that, but that's, and, that's, and we're all human. that's part of it. Yep. Yeah. We, we all shit down our legs yep. when we're all, we're we, all human. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, I, I was going to say, I, I know that Chris has so, so, to be so out in about five minutes. And, and I, I know you're kind of on a stadium. tighter schedule today. Sorry. We're, 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 but for the audience, I'll say we're stepping on each other a little bit because our connections are off. What, what were you saying? Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, Dale. Oh, I don't know so, if we lost so you there. Are you we, there, we Dale? get back to the uh, the stadium, and it's the first time I've seen my squad since they Dale? left on those. <laughs> do, do you hey, hear hey, me? Hey, Dale, st- do that all over again because our connections yeah, are getting. Yeah, our good. Connect- we lost you. We lost you on that whole thing. Yeah. Can Can you hear me now? Got gotcha. yes. Okay, so so we you know we get everybody back to the stadium, and it's the first time I've seen my squad since they left on the birds. You know, earlier that day. So I mean. Like I see Sergeant Watson, or I mean, I see Sergeant Elliott, and then I look over and I see them putting Smitty's body on the helicopter to take him out. You know, and all I saw was one leg missing a boot, and wow. that's what it was. You know, obviously they, they took the boot off for you know circulation and um, yep. trying to stop the bleeding, and and then Sergeant Elliott was like, yeah, "That's Smitty right there," and. and it, it was like it was like right then I, I like had tears running down my face. And I wasn't bawling or anything, but I just had tears running down my face, you know, and just almost tears of joy that you know, hey, you know, I'm finally back with, you know, w- with my squad again. Um, yeah. And then um, I remember the the medics are running around. They're like grabbing anybody with wounds, you know, putting them on helicopters and stuff. And and they come up, and then I mean, my whole arm is just that bandage we put on is just completely soaked, you know, in blood. Uh. And, yeah. um, the guy comes up and grabs me. He's like, come on, you got to go with us to the hospital. I'm like, fuck you. Get the fuck off me. You know, I'm fine. And so I tell Sergeant Watson, I'm like, Sergeant Watson, tell this motherfucker, to leave me alone or I'm gonna fucking kill him. <laughs> so, um, he leaves and, and it's like me and Kurth, I think, and, and Watson are like one of the last helicopters to leave the stadium. So we get off and man, I just remember like my shit was so heavy at that point. I mean, I'm like dragging, you know, my gear behind me. And yeah. the first thing I hear when I, uh, when I get back is, um, I think Struzik came up to me or Snodgrass, one of the two. And was like, Hey, you heard about Reese, right? And I'm like, yeah, he got, he got shot and they stabilized, they put a chest tube in, they stabilized him. And he's like, no dude, he's gone. 
And I mean, that just, that friggin' hit me. And I mean, that, yeah. that I was, I, I, I was broken at that point. And I mean, I, I remember just bawling in my, you know, on my cot and started Watson coming over and, you know, comforting me and, you know, it's going to be okay. And then that, that night, um, some smallies were walking by the front gate and dropped this box right outside our front gate. So they call first squad up and they're like, Hey, you guys need to go out and secure this box. So Sergeant Elliot's like, all right, Sizemore, you're going to go pull security on the far side of the road. Sergeant Elliot was going to run around, tie a rope to it. And we were going to pull it in and then have, you know, EOD come in and, and see what the fuck it was. The first time I was scared the whole, the whole time. Cause you know, I had everything. I had time to process everything, you know, realize that, okay, you know, we could actually die. Cause that, yeah. and that's the first time it ever crossed my mind. So I just looked at Sergeant Elliot and I'm like, Hey, if it moves, I'm going to fucking kill it. And he's like, okay. So we're getting ready. We're at the gate, get ready to, and these smallies run back up, grab that box and haul ass. So I think they just got scared. They, they saw some guys, some armed, armed guards at the gate. And because they're Americans, they just dropped what they had and took off, you know, oh, but wow. so I'm, 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 I'm glad, but that right there, like made it real for me. You know, I was like, I was like, son of a bitch, which is why I have so much respect for, you know, even you second bat guys. I know because we're going out, you know, sometimes a couple times a day, you know, I mean, and, and I know a lot of guys from second bat. like, we know a lot of the same guys, boss. And Finley, oh and, yeah, you know, um, boss is so, he's he's one of my dude. He's a he's a good buddy. We went through basic the second time. Went through basic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We went through boss. Anyway, I was this. I uh, we were in a weapon squad together, and then he was my AG when I was a machine gunner before we moved on to the line. Va, and yeah. that motherfucker, he's the one guy could run with. Him. We could run. I'm a run. I could run. Hey. That motherfucker could run too. That's yeah. some bitch could run. You got to have boss on because, 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 you know, well, 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 well I, I got it, but is I, and Ian, we're, we're good, but I mean, I, I still, I, I just wanted to make sure as long as I'm off. Okay. Here, Cause I know you're short on time. Yeah. I, I just got to get on a phone call at one. So we're, we're good. One, my time, but Voss, the only reason I haven't reached out to him is because if he's still with Bortac, I don't know if he could come on. And that's, he's, that's. He, he he's a commander down in El Paso right now. Well, if he's a commander, then fuck yeah, he can come on because yeah. he's the boss. Right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Well, see, I was yeah. saying we we got a lot of guys that we still want to get that are just buddies that want. So we'll get and and we'll, well get first. Got to tell a story about Danamora. I know. I'm, yep. We'll get him <laughs> on. And oh man, Chris, Chris, Chris is a no. He we we uh we we all did everything together the second time I was in basic. I skipped yep. airborne because I didn't have to go to airborne again. I just had to go jump out of a plane once and buy you're good. And then I went through, we went through rip together again. And then we both went to, to, to second bat. We both yep. were in third platoon together. Dude, um, dude, yeah. so, so, so Chris, I'm, I'm, I, I'm working at a bar at ISU and my counselor was like, Hey, there's this ranger says he wants to meet you. And, and I'm like, oh, fucking everybody says they're a fucking ranger. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you, you know how it is. So, I've so seen it even I, as I, a civilian. I've yeah. met guys at Shock who told me they were Rangers. <laughs> I'm Ranger, really? Which, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, told, I said, you bring him in here and set him in that back booth. I said, when I, when I come into work, I said, I'll tell you right away if he's a real deal or not. And I'm telling you, I walked in the front door, and he's sitting there with his, his first wife. And and yeah. if, little, if little cartoon hearts could have floated out of my head, they would have. It was like 
it was love at first sight. I mean, we were best friends from that <laughs> night. That night, I, I, I gave him a job working at the bar with me. He was uh, down partying with his wife, and I fucking ran down. I'm like, dude, you want to fucking work? And he's like, hell yeah. That's <laughs> all. And I, Chris, we'll get him. Chris is, and he's the nicest guy in the world, too. Oh, yeah. But he, the motherfucker can do splits like John claude Van Damme. Dude. I was like, dude, do you have a penis? To, or your balls must not be that big because you can, I don't know how you're doing those splits. He, we come in the team room and he would be like John claude Van Damme all with his just like, dude, stop it. You're hurting. I, actually, I, you're, I, I hurt looking at you. But oh, dude. I, 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 bro, bro, I, I, I know I, I, I do got to get wrap up. I think uh, if we got right. a couple minutes here, just so we got a kind of a closure a little bit on it, you know, you went through all that and that, dude, that was amazing what you said, but. Uh, what I want is just at the end, when you came home, could you take, and, and this is for the listeners, anything positive. I mean, you're doing positive things now. You're doing awesome with right. what you've got going mm-hmm. on, the whiskey, and, and we'll make sure we promote that as well. But just when you got home, was there anything, because now you're, everything's starting to set in. How did you, because you stayed, you stayed and you did great yeah. things still in the Army. Yeah. How did you maintain that? How did you go like, all right, well, fuck it. You know, hey, this is shit happens. And what do I do to continue on to continue to be success? Which you were, I mean, you, you ended up being what you E6. Is that what you ended up getting your E6 or E7? Uh, no, I, I, was, I was E5P. 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 But you but, ended up, um, but you ended up going yeah, to, to, but, um, to RTB. And, nope. and so, yeah. Yep. Um, but I tell you, I, I think it, it was our leadership that kept everybody in the game because I mean, there was no, like, they were like, okay, you know, if, if you're having some issues, you know, go see this, you know, go see our psychiatrist. And, and everybody's like, we wouldn't need a fucking psychiatrist, you know? <laughs> so yeah, nobody did. And, but man, our leadership, you know, kept us training. Like right away it was, you know, CQB, you know, we, we, we they took lessons learned from that because, you know, as Rangers, we did CQB a couple times a year and that was it. Yeah. You know, we, our area of operation was going to be jungle, you know, for the most yeah. part, because Panama and Grenada. So we kept training for those areas and the CQB was all new to us. <clears throat> so they, I mean, we did a lot of CQB, we did a lot of shooting and I mean, so much shooting that, you know, they're like, grab a case at the front desk and go to the, walk to the range and shoot the whole fucking case. <laughs> yeah. We're loading magazines, yeah, just like holding the guns out, not even looking, just full auto, you know, just to waste rounds. So, we so tired just, just to get, motherfuckers. I know, I just hate, you know? I get so tired of shooting, tired of it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Or, or, or taking and, and not not shooting two of the weapons and only shooting two, so we only had to clean two. <laughs> I, remember, I remember, but you're, you're right. It, it did transfer on because when I when I got yeah. the second bat, we, yeah, we'd. I'm like, I don't want to shoot anymore. Now you still got three thousand more rounds to go shoot before night, and then we got three thousand more to do night vision. Like, right. I don't want to shoot. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I know we got to go. But but you know, and that's that. But that says yeah. a lot. And we, the leadership, yeah. the leadership at Ranger Battalion always is. In my opinion, that's they're they're all it's, yep. it's that's where good lead, great leaders are made, and I think it's still to this date is still where great leaders are made. Um, but I, Ian, I know you had something because we do got to wrap. Yeah, up. no, I was just gonna. I mean, if people want to learn more, for sure, definitely check out the actual documentary Black Hawk Down. You can just search that on Amazon from 2014. the The thing I was gonna ask about, but I mean, we're out of time. Really, is um. I was looking at Black Hawk Down and when it came out, because I know it was 2001, and I didn't realize until I was looking it up again, it was December of 2001, which really makes you think. It came out January 18th. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So, but it was of January 18th of 2002 or? Of 2000. 
too, because that was that was my son was born that day, and his name is Reese James after Lorenzo Reese and James Smith. Oh, wow. James was, the interesting thing awesome. is. I'm just looking yep. at Wikipedia, and, and it could always be wrong, but I guess it was the yeah the limited release was December 28th. The premiere was probably held earlier, but it came out into theaters on January 18th. Yeah, so the reason I'm, I mention it is just I, I feel like it was probably good timing for the film because of the fact that it's right after September 11th, and I think America was hungry to see a film like that. I think patriotism was at an all-time high. The country was united at an all-time high. And yeah, I think it made sense that it came out at that time and people got to learn this heroic story. Um, but yeah, with that, definitely follow um, Dale on Instagram at RGR Sizemore 375. You could also follow the whiskey at three, spell that three, RGR on Instagram, three rangers.com, three rangers whiskey. Three and boys. you can buy it online actually at uh, gacraftspirits.com. Like yeah, that's, that's what and, we're on as well. And I, I, you know, I hope maybe talk to you down the line when I get done with all this crap this year and being banquet with you guys. Do, do some collaboration together because okay. I, I, now that I know, I mean, I, I like to support anything Ranger that the Ranger. Especially uh, our 30 year. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, Willie's Distillery is a guy from Third Bat. No shit. And that's where yep. I need to talk to you more. And we do need to yep. do something where all the Ranger stuff. Well, we can even bring Led Slinger in if you want. I mean, if you want to bring Matt stuff, we can't, but we don't have to. They got, you know, we yeah. can bring everybody else. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I guess we can invite the LGBT community. <laughs> 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 right, fist bump, nice one. Gosh, boom. boom. Yeah, I mean, stock your bar then with Tonto Vodka, with Three Rangers oh, yeah. Whiskey. And uh, yeah, this has been great for, for the audience. Uh, as always, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us uh, on Instagram at Battleline Podcast, on Twitter at Battleline Pod. And uh, yeah, we bet I'll be back on Monday. Um, but it, Chris will not be here, but yeah, yeah we're, we're pretty much celebrating two years of this podcast and, and thanks so much to you guys Great. who have made it possible. Damn. Yep. Dale, thank, thanks buddy, man. That was awesome. Dude. Thank you. It, it's about time. We actually got to get to sit down. I, and talk. I, I, I know. And you owe me that fucking book. It's been two I years. I, I said mine. You were supposed to be some reciprocity here, batch. You need to send me that. <laughs> I will. And it, that's, send that's me, a first year. Send me your new address and I'll get it out to you. Along with a bottle of whiskey. All right. Awesome. And I'll I'll shoot you a bottle of vodka. I got some more coming. My my wife, she I mean she loves it. She it's gone. I I have to order some more from my house. That's all for this episode of the Battle Line Podcast but we'll be back on Monday with more American Straight Talk. Until then, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Battleline Podcast and on Twitter at Battleline Pod. To sign up for future Battleline tactical courses, go to www.christantoparanto.net. Believe in yourself, face all challenges head on, and as always, never, never quit. quit.